Chapter Six of A Story of One Short Life, seventeen eighty three to eighteen eighteen, by Elizabeth G. Stryker. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Six An Apostolic Journey in the United States. From the first throb of his Christian life, the heart of Mills beat like a soldier's. He called out the recruits, captained the forces, and died in service a hero in his student days he had a compelling influence upon his classmates and even then showed signs of generalship in his faculty of organizing the establishment of the foreign mission school was largely consequent upon his suggestions in the formation of the american board he was one of the foremost personal instruments studies finished his heart firm in his lofty purpose high-born schemes began their struggling claim for his attention the world with all its lands stretching their help beckoning fingers was persuading him over the homeland his and ours he turned his penetrating glance he saw occasion for vast concern and here was his first response to go first opening the way for others through the tangled wilderness was his design his master plot that divine ferment at williams college worked the good of home as well as of foreign missions having chosen a companion spy the rev john schirmerhorn soon after his graduation in eighteen twelve he went to view a goodly land which he desired to have the people of god go up and possess this tour was undertaken with the patronage of the connecticut and massachusetts home missionary societies heretofore these societies had prayed and wept over young missionaries sent to the uncivilized wilds of western new york the plan of mills and schumerhorn was to travel through the wide territory lying between the great lakes and the gulf of mexico to learn the moral condition of the inhabitants and scatter what good they might the map of this region as published in morris's school atlas of eighteen twenty three is curiously different from the maps of the present day the state and territorial lines have been altered those green pink and yellow blanks have become densely freckled and wrinkled by the dots of cities and towns and by the complicated tracery of railroads these travellers did not telegraph their intended arrival nor sleep and dine their way to their journey's end on the flyer and then rest in some palatial hotel at last each mounted his horse taking with them by way of baggage all that was necessary for the trip tent provisions clothing and bibles they plodded through miry swamps they climbed up and down almost perpendicular ledges and cut their way through cane brakes with a hatchet when they had creeks to cross they swam their horses at night they camped often in the rain and sometimes without food more than once they were serenaded by indian war-whoops and the howling wolves stopping at town or settlement they were made cordially at home in hut and cabin in some places they perceived bright prospects the germs of future cities and were often urgently besought to stay and preach the gospel permanently they found everywhere the sabbath profaned only a few good people in any one place and bibles rare possessions in some places the people were longing for the gospel 
in all the leading towns they formed bible societies and everywhere preached and distributed bibles which were gladly received from nashville they went down the cumberland and mississippi with general jackson and fifteen hundred volunteers in new orleans they gained the consent of bishop de bury to distribute the scriptures in french to the french romanists who made up three-fourths of the population of the state they found no protestant church in the city they here organized a bible society and remained several weeks to preach and to hold prayer meetings End of chapter 6